Blog Talk Radio.
ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Ravenda, with MZN Indie Radio, bringing you another great evening of entertainment and fun and great talk. Um, we are uh, celebrating women of power and women who are trailblazers and pioneers in their field, um, who are offering all their skills and their time and their sacrifices to open the doors for other women and uh, other generations of women. So we are happy to bring on some more women into our show tonight. Today's guest, we have Catrice Jackson, who is an actress, and we also have um, Dara J. Bragg, who is also a director, a producer, an educator, a playwright, a hostess, and a SAG actress. So we're going to bring both these ladies on today. And we also have um, another uh, guest, uh, Tiffany Herndon, who's also going to be telling us about what she does. I know we have somebody on the line now, so I'm not sure who that is. But let's go and check our little phone here. Uh, caller at area code 770, please state your name. Catrice Jackson. Hi, Catrice. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very well, and we're happy to have you on our show. And I was just oh, telling you. everybody that you're one of the pioneering women that we'd like to celebrate today. So can you give us some background on what it is that you do and how you got involved in film? Okay. Um, I've been a teacher for about the last eight years, and I've always been a part of the performing arts, whether it was dance, whether it was chorus, I just I've always had that artsy bug, and it just never died. So a big thing for me is I always talk to my kids, my students, about going after their dreams. You know, that's an important part of life. And it hit me that I really hadn't gone after all of my dreams. And so I've always wanted to get into the acting field, and just one day I decided, hey, I'm going to start taking classes, working on my craft, and get out there and start auditioning, and it worked out. You know, I've definitely been able to be a part of some great plays. I was able to be a part of some great productions. I wor I've worked with fantastic um, directors, one of whom was a woman, and she was awesome. And I look forward to continuing in this um, career path and basically being able to live my life under the notion that I did follow my dream. And um, I think that's just a very important part of life, you know, to be able to follow your dreams and do something that you've always wanted to do. And I agree with that because we, we that's why we developed this show so that we can have um, voices tell other people besides our voice of the great things and achievements that they can obtain by just following their dream and just, you know, keeping that inspiration going. And hopefully, you know, um, from what you do and what you talk to us about today, we can inspire some more young ladies to go and do the same thing. Absolutely. Now, can we talk more about, you know, the type of work you've done? Can you name some of the productions that you've been in? Okay, um, my very first play was called Dedicated to a Dream, and it was under Jason Pollitt. He was the director, and I played a character named London. And London is um, a businesswoman. She has ba she's basically making her dreams happen. And so she's aggressive yet passive enough to be able to play both parts of the field, where she can go after what she wants without – um, becoming an unlikable character. And so pretty much throughout that play, she's 
always working with the main character to get him to realize, hey, you know, if this is really something that you want to do, you have to work towards it. You have to stay dedicated to it with it. You can't give up on it. And so that character, that was one of the first that I auditioned for, and she's a lot like me, and I like that character. I can definitely, um, agree, I definitely agree with her. And a lot of things in my life, I've definitely tried to live my life in that manner. I also worked with Tiffany Herndon with Saving Children's Lives, and that was an awesome, awesome, awesome experience. And so with Saving Children's Lives, it basically was a character that I was a little nervous about doing at first, but I trust Tiffany. And one thing I can say about her is that she looks for things in her actors that you don't even know you have. And so she pulled something out of me um, that I didn't even realize was there. And I played um, a drug-addicted mother who has a little girl that is three. And essentially this was this will be a character that will be a, pretty much a redeemable character. But, you know, I appreciated her just thinking that I could play something of that nature because that's not something, that's not necessarily a role I would have gone out for myself. But she believed in me enough to think that I could do it. And so it was an awesome experience. Um, everyone was top top class, top of the line. It was it was awesome. And um, I was able to visit New Jersey. I was able to visit New York. I had never been to either one of those um, states before ever. And so that wow. was an experience in itself. Right. And I just felt like it was I was a part of a family. You know, um, everybody was so personable, and they took care of me because pretty much I had kind of never done anything like this ever in my life. You know, they welcome my they welcome me, they welcome my husband and my baby. I have a two-year-old, and they kind of just took us in. And so I think that it's important to work with people that you get along with and that make you feel welcome. I think that's when you do your best work, when you trust the people you're working working with, you know. And so that was Absolutely. an awesome project. Um, The last play that I was in was in February, and it was called Through Talented Eyes. Um, The director's name is Tamara Logan, and another awesome opportunity. I played um, the older character. There there were two main characters. I was one of the main characters, but I was the main character after she had aged. So when she hit 18, that was the character that I played. So they had a younger character. Her name was Jai. And I played the old guy. And the character, pretty much, she was a girl that had been molested earlier on in life. And through the love of Jesus Christ, she was able to get past that and go after again, go after her dream. She always wanted to be a dancer on Broadway. And so she was able to really just get past those tragic moments in her life and still go after her dream and do what she's always wanted to do. And so I think that was also another character that speaks volumes just by the simple fact of, you know, yes, things in life happen to us that we don't expect, that we haven't caused, but that doesn't mean that we can't go on and live an awesome life. You know, God wants his best for us. That's right. And we have to live as if his best is going to happen. 
and so that character, she just she she was awesome. She was an awesome character, awesome character to play, you know. And so I was definitely um, blessed again to work with a great director. You know, she had a clear vision of what she wanted, and I know that she's going to continue to do um, great things with her production. She's actually moving to New York um, to further her own, you know, aspirations, and I think that's a wonderful thing. But she was clear in what she wanted, and um, she pushed her actors, and I think that's number one. You have to push, push your workers. You have to push your actors. And so I was definitely excited um, to be a part of that production as well. And so right now I'm consistently um, going to acting class each week. Um, I attend Nick Conti's acting studio in Atlanta, and I love it. I feel like I'm growing every day, and I'm excited about what's to come. Wow. Well, that sounds very interesting. Now, how much of the dance experience and talent that you have are incorporated in those projects that you've done and, and what you're doing now? Well, um, the play Through Talent to Eyes, that was kind of, it, it was my niche. I've been dancing since I was five. So it's just, and I'm 30 now, so that's like 25 years of experience. And so um, it was easy for me. You know, it wasn't something that wasn't out of my element. I connected with that character because I am a dancer, you know. Um, I still take classes to work on my craft. Um, I also am in a dance ministry, Passion for Worship Dance Ministries International, and we do different um, dance ministry conferences. Uh, we've been all over the U.S. We've been to Africa. And so as long as I'm staying true to what I believe in, and um, what God has put me on this earth to do, you know, it all works together. I've, I've definitely, I believe the dance and the discipline that I had to learn in that field has prepared me for the things that I'm doing now. So I definitely feel that, you know, it, it helped me along the way a great deal. That's wonderful. Now, um in the beginning, when you were deciding to go into acting, um, what steps did you take to, to get involved? For those um, people who are out there that are interested in learning how to act and, and you know, being a part of movies or productions or theater, whatever it is they want to do, can you tell them how you got started and, and you know, what is the best way for them to get started? Okay. Um, I started taking an acting, acting classes. You know, I live in southwest Atlanta, so I looked for an acting studio that wasn't far from my home. I also looked for an acting studio that was reputable. You know, we want to go, if you want to be the best, you have to go somewhere that trains the best. And so I looked for that studio, and I audited a class at Nick Conti's acting studio, and I just felt at home there. I liked how, he, I liked how they taught their students. I like the practices that they incorporate, incorporated into their lessons. Um, I like the literature that you have to read because, like all classes, you know, there are books you have to read, you know. And I thought that that was important, that it wasn't one of those things where, oh, we're going to come to class each week and that's it, and then you go home and you don't work on anything for the rest of the week. You know, you have to put in that hard work. And so after auditing the class, I decided that, you know, this is where I want to be. 
And I just enrolled and just kept going. And my first teacher, John, he just each week in the beginner's class, he talked to us about auditioning. You know, don't be afraid of it. Get out there and go audition. The worst they could tell you is no, you know. So just I saw the posting on Love to Act for this for the play, Dedicated to a Dream, and I went to the audition, and I got it. That, you know, was an awesome thing for me. And so it really just took me not being afraid of something new. And taking those classes, I still take classes, and I will still continue to take classes. Halle Berry still takes classes. So I figure if Halle Berry is still <laughs> taking class, I need to be taking class until I win my Oscar. <laughs> so, you know, I just did it. And in class, they talk about headshots, but you can definitely go on actorpoint.com. That was a website that I used a lot. They have actorspoint.com. They have a lot of articles that you can read. And pretty much these articles are written by directors. They're written by casting directors, you know, on the do's and don'ts of the business. And so a lot of things I read online. I printed a lot of things off. I looked for different people to get my headshots done. I've had a couple of them done. Um, some of them turned out well, and some of them, you know, I don't really like as much, but that's fine, you know. And I just really stayed on top of getting information outside of class. So I stayed on actorpoint.com. I stayed on about.com. I stayed pretty much on those search engines finding out more about what I need to know when I go to an audition, what else, you know, helps, what colors do I need to wear when I get my headshots done, you know. Knowledge is power. And so I treated my entry into acting like I was entering college, pretty much. This is what I need to do to be successful. Well, that's great because a lot of people are, you know, thinking they can just go jump on the bus and go to Hollywood and become a star. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that is um, definitely much harder than you think. I'm sure it is, and um, I know that there are movies being made in a lot of different places other than California. Now, mm-hmm. um, are you are you accessible to any of um, the productions done by um, Tyler Perry since you're in Atlanta? Um, I haven't been in any of his on any of his productions yet. Um, I still submit my headshots to the different, his different casting directors that he has. And, you know, it's really good to have an agent. I don't have an agent as of yet. Um, I am working with um, Lynn KPR, and I love what she's done for me. You know, she's opened my, my, she's opened doors for me that I wouldn't have necessarily been able to do on my own. So, I just believe when it's time for me to hit those, you know, to walk into those great productions, it, it's my time, and I'll be there when it's my time. But until then, I will continue to prepare myself because we all know is that success is when uh, preparation meets opportunity, you know. So right. um, I will definitely just keep doing what I need to do until that time. Now, um, have you ever um, participated in anything in Philadelphia? Because I know they have a lot of filming going on for both movies and TV, and I I guess theater, too. They have some stuff Mm -hmm. like that, too. But have you ever been to Philly to do anything? 
No, I have not. I'm definitely open to it. I don't, you know, have a problem traveling, but I, I have not as of yet. Well, the next time you get a chance, you should go to film.org, and that okay. will, it will show you, like, whatever's being filmed in Philly. Like, they recently were filming the, uh, the show uh, Cold Case, although that uh-huh. recently got canceled. But um, right. they were filming that here forever, it just seems like. But they always have um, awesome. movies and videos and um, TV shows. I mean, they actually last year, last mm-hmm. May, they were filming. Was it last May? What it made me feel. Anyway, they were filming Transformers in Philadelphia. Wow. The second one. Okay. I'm, I'm mad mm-hmm. because I go to Philly whenever they have something available, and I do extra work. And mm-hmm. I didn't look at the website at the time to find out they were looking for people and for Transformers. Uh-huh. So when I finally put my bid in, they had everybody they needed because they were tr- filming it in Philly and Princeton, New Jersey, which is about maybe 40 minutes away. And Because right. they used Princeton University for the college scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I missed out on it, but I didn't care. I, I, didn't, I told them I'll be somebody that is, I'll be a homeless lady. <laughs> I'll be somebody right. phone, looking at a transformer walk past. You know? I don't have to say right. nothing. You can look at me for 15 seconds. Just let me be in the movie. And I wanted to watch the director do his thing. Right. So my thing is to go there in the network with the cast and, the, and you know, the directors and the, all the other production staff to get to know people so that, right. you know, I got a little inside information about certain things. Maybe I get more work somewhere or somebody could do some right. projects for you know, that's how I see it when you just go mm-hmm. to these things. So right. it helps you meet people. Now, right. in your in your um, experience, have you met a lot of people by doing the work that you do? You know, oh, like people oh, benefit your career. Def- definitely. I have met um, quite a few people. And, you know, I keep those lines of communication open. You know, I still continue to have a good work ethic. Um on the set and off the set, because people have to know that you're professional. That's number one. And really, to get anywhere in life, you have to network. You know, I mean, we like to think that it's not who you know, but generally it is sometimes, oftentimes it's not. You know, they can put that good word in for you. Hey, I've worked with her before. She's great, you know. And so... I really think that it is important to do that. But definitely, you know, I'm always open to um, going to different places, you know, wherever they are um, looking for work. You know, so that's definitely a thing. And we do think that Hollywood is the only place that they're making movies. But I have movies have been filmed here in Atlanta um, because of the new tax breaks and things of that nature. You know, they're bringing a lot of things to the East Coast. And so, you know, you don't always have to get up and move to L.A. Well, New York. But they do right. stuff in New York all the time. They right. film right. all over the world. But um, oh, right. Explore Talent, ExploreTalent.com is another resource because they send me stuff all the time. And they do charge a mm-hmm. fee. So does mm-hmm. um, Mike Lemon Casting in Philadelphia. If you want to um, submit mm-hmm. an account to Mike Lemon like the the little yellow thing, MikeLemonCasting.com, because that's who I'm involved mm-hmm. with. They okay. have, like, 
whatever is looking for whatever for film, but it's not just film, it's dance and it's uh, voiceovers, you mm-hmm. know, whatever kind of part of that is. And Explore Talent, they send me, um, like they take, you know, the demographics of me mm-hmm. and my picture, and then to whatever I fit for a character, for an extra whatever I want to do, they'll send me that description for that movie or whatever's going on in my inbox. Oh, yes. I'm then, definitely um, familiar with Explore Talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a I, – I was so upset because they asked me to be in a movie that The Rock is in, him and Billy Bob. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm a big, mm-hmm. huge Rock fan. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't even see it because I've just passed the inbox sometimes because I have like 140,000 emails to look at. So I missed wow. it. So mm-hmm. I could have been in the movie that's called Faster. They were filming mm-hmm. in New York. Now, this so happens, one of my friends does the web page for The Rock's Cousin. And I know uh-huh. the, the Rock's Cousin, and I know his um, publicist and all that, but I don't know The Rock. So my girlfriend was invited to come out to the set in New York. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. they played a trick on her. They, told her, they said, um, go, the cousin said, go into my trailer and go bring me something or whatever. So she went in there, and The Rock was in there getting a haircut. Oh, and, wow. Um, so she was in there with staff and everything. And I said, you know uh-huh. what, that was supposed to be me, too. I was supposed to be in there, like, you know, I know those folks, you know. I could, they could have hooked right. me up. So, right. That's what I'm saying. It's always good to network, to know somebody who knows right. the person that you're trying to get next to. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So very true. Yeah. I believe that wholeheartedly. So very true. But there's a lot of resources out there to help people, and um, mm-hmm. they often have things where, you know, you you can do something for free, which is not a bad thing because if you don't right. have the experience, you get the experience. Right, and right, right. So, like, one of, the, one of the people I know was telling me, um, they actually went as an extra on a set, and the person uh-huh. who was supposed to this is the actor had to leave for some reason. They weren't happy yeah. or something. So they were looking for somebody who favored the actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she wasn't yeah. even in the official standing. She was just standing around. So they grabbed right. her up and said, look, we're going to give you some lines. We just need you to say this and say that or whatever. She ended uh-huh. up being in the movie. Right. Opportunities. Hello? I'm, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Now, now opportunities are everywhere. They are. Now, have you done any commercials? No, I haven't done any com- commercials yet. I have done some auditions for them. Um, so I'm still just pretty much, you know, working the business. I have done some extra work. I have done some featured work in, docu- in a documentary. And that was an awesome experience because pretty much you were, you had to act without talking. They had, it was pretty much like an infomercial and, they had a speaker, but you were acting out what the speaker was saying. And so that was definitely, and it was all improv, so that was definitely a different opportunity there, you know. Wow. So I'm, I'm just excited for what's to come. Now, have you um, worked beside any any famous actors in your experience? Um, No, not yet. Not yet. I have not. Is anybody um, in particular that you would like to work with? Oh, yes. Yeah. I would love to work with 
Denzel Washington. I think I just think he is an awesome actor. Um, I would love to work with Halle Berry. I think she's awesome. I would love to work with Katherine Heigl. I think she is phenomenal. Um, Sanaa Lathan, you know, I would love to work with her. And the funny thing is you hear in the industry it takes 10 years to make an overnight success. And a lot of actors, what people don't know, it's a lot of actors, they really did not get their big break until they were in their 30s. Denzel Washington didn't get his big break until he was in his 30s. You know, so I think what's important is that you never stop going after your dream. Mm-hmm. You never start at going after your dream. They're, they need actors that are 50. They need actors that are 60, you know. Mm-hmm. It's never and too so, late to get started either. Right, right. And that's what we have to remember, you know, um, that it's never too late. So if it's really your dream, that's what you should go after. And stick with it. I, I agree with that. I actually have a friend who's an actress from the um, – from the 80s, she's done a lot of B movies, and she's she's got a lot of history. Her name is Beverly Bonner. Mhm. She's actually been in about three of Denzel Washington's movies. Oh wow! Um, she was in. Let me see if I can remember. She was in Malcolm X. She was in uh, American Gangster, and mm-hmm. I can't remember the other movie, but she had a role where she got to speak. And American right. Gangster, and she said that Denzel was very helpful to her, and uh-huh. um, was in, in, instrumental in her getting the speaking role. Oh wow! And great, and uh, I guess because she is such a vibrant personality, and currently she has never really stopped. She does a lot of stuff. She's been on a lot of TV shows. She mm-hmm. started off um, in theater and you know doing those things like that, but she was actually in some. B movies. One was called Basket Case. Uh-huh. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but it's a really old movie, and it's about a guy who had like a a growth on his body that had a life, like a twin, mm-hmm. but it was crazy, and and he had to get it surgically removed or something, and it started killing people. <laughs> right. Movie, but she was uh-huh. in there as a I think she was a nurse or something like that. Mm-hmm. But right now she's got a, a comedy show. It's a um, off-Broadway comedy show in New York called The uh-huh. Gloria Glitter Show. So awesome. now she, she's on there every week. She's a, she's mm-hmm. done stuff with them before, but this is one like where she just really get to be another character, and she's hired other actors to be on the show. Wow! Um, so and she's always looking for some new people. So you know, mm-hmm. if you ever have to be in New York, even if it's just for a one one week or something like that, you could pop in there and do something with her, even if it's just for that week if you want, you know, if you're just awesome. happy visiting. So yeah. I mean, if you're interested in something like that, I could always talk to her about it. Okay, yeah, she's really, great. Really cool, because I'm actually helping her find uh, independent music artists to do mm-hmm. the show. Cause the show is based around a character who's like a, a, a kind of crazy version of a talk show host. And uh-huh. she does the whole show profile just like a regular talk show. You know, we're having a guest on, but it's it's really funny. And she's got uh-huh. great reviews. And she wanted to add on what Jay Leno and all those other guys do when they have a singer or something come on. So she's asked me to bring on independent artists that come on to mm-hmm. the show to, um, to perform. And she does something right before the show. So, you know, it's a great awesome. experience. 
And if, yeah. if anybody is looking to open up something, you know, put something on their resume from New York, and you know, right. who's in the audience? Because a lot of people right. on Saturday Night Live um, sit in that audience, and they're looking for uh-huh. comedians, and they're looking for actors and actresses. So you right. never know who you're going to find while you're sitting in there. You could be on yeah, vacation. that's over. something that I definitely would be interested in. Definitely. Yeah, you yeah. Just tell me. I can send her your resume and and mm-hmm. whatever else. I don't know what she needs, but I'll ask her. But um, you know, if you decide you want to just come over to visit New York for like you know a week or something, and then yeah. she'll open the door for you to be for rehearsal and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. you just let me know. And I just awesome. Yeah, I, I, I definitely that's something I would definitely be interested in. Great. So I'll get your email address and I'll connect you to, and that way, you know, you can take her from there. And, and um, I'll input my two cents, and um, mm-hmm. just so she knows it's coming from me, because she's been okay. working real hard. She's actually the, um, the producer, okay, and the writer, awesome. uh, the boss. So right, that's a wonderful thing. Oh, you definitely. Know. You I like have, to, I like to see you go over there in New York and do some stuff too. Yeah. I mean, I love New York. I I would move there tomorrow. If I could find a job, I would move there tomorrow. <laughs> I love New York. When we went, I, I didn't want to come back home. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you go shopping? Oh, yes. I just, <laughs> I love the city. Mm-hmm. So that was just right. It was just, I was just in heaven, and I just loved it. <laughs> I love the people. Just, I mean, and I'm from the South, but yes, it's different from the South. But I just, I loved it. It just was just right up my alley. I just loved it. Well, you I've know? only been there myself like a couple of times, um, but mm-hmm. um, I do enjoy it too. And um, you know, whenever they have something on uh, Explore Talent, I'm always interested in going over there. But it's just mm-hmm. like my schedule is just not going to work for me. So, you know, one of these days I'll get over there and, and get something done. But, uh, you know, it's just something I like to do. But I'm actually going to put on a song to give us a, uh, a short break because I see we have a caller on the line. It could be Dara. And uh, we're going to take care um, of some music first so I can do my multi-promotion here. And mm-hmm. then uh, we'll come right back and be talking with um, Dara. Okay.
Welcome back, everybody. Uh, again, your host, Ravenda, and we are speaking with Catrice Jackson. And I see that we have um, uh, a caller on the line, an area code 917. And, Carla, can you please state your name? Dara. Hi, Dara. How are you? And welcome Hi. to the show. Thank you. We had to put a little uh, musical intervention in there because, um, you know, I had to promote some of my uh, previous guests as well. But I'm so happy that you um, called in and that we, we have your presence. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be a part of your show. Oh, wonderful. Now, you're also a native New Yorker. And oh, yes. you are, you've been doing so much, director, producer, educator, playwright, uh, SAG actress. Um, yes. A lot of people are interested in your life. So can you tell us how you got involved in um, film? Well, first I was into um, theater. Theater is my background. I've been in theater since I was, um, I guess I would say in college, my college years. And then um, uh, I was just acting you know, doing, like, background work and, and theater production, a lot of stage productions. And um, when I went to, um, when I first got into teaching, they was asking me to, you know, you know how they have the kids perform? You have the children perform. So they said, could you have your, your students perform this play? And I was like, oh, boy, Malcolm X, okay, let me see if I can put something together. So I did um, something for Malcolm X, you know, about his life and everything. And it, I had somebody portray him with the, you know, look like him with the glasses and everything and, and to speak like him. You know, I tried to get them to speak as best they could like him and try to, um, you know, get into the character of who he was. And they loved it. So I was like, wow, okay, so I could do this. I could do this directing thing. Then I wrote something. I, I, I said, okay, let me write something. I like Cinderella. I love the story of Cinderella. So I wrote something called Ella, which I know there's a different <laughs> versions of Cinderella, and I uh -huh. think Ella is one of them. But I made my own version that she met this African prince in her name that was, you know, like on another side that she lived, you know, let's say um, that you live on the east side and she lived like on the west side. Mm -hmm. And um, she she met him, and um, you know he was looking for this um, girl. I, I don't think it was for I think it was for a slipper as well as the other Cinderella. Well, anyway, she had a it was a fairy fresh fly mother instead of a godmother. You know, I just made up a lot of things. I said, wow, okay. So not only can I direct these different things, I can also, you know, I can also write them. And I started writing after that, and that was it. That was it. The acting, the the acting bug, it, it it was just pushed aside for a little bit. It wasn't going completely, but the directing and the writing, oh, that just took over. I I had such a passion for that ever since then. That was like in the nineties, and ever wow. since then, that's what I've been doing. I've been um you know um mostly doing theater, and um, we decided to because everybody was telling us how great you know the different plays that we do are. They said, look, you need to get this into film, and I said, well, look. Film costs money, you know. I don't have that Calipari money. I don't have that, you know, that, that David Talbot money. I need money, you know. So they said, well, why don't you try doing a short film? And that's when we decided to take one of the plays. And I wrote this with two other writers. And we decided to take that play because it has a lot of, um, you know, something that people can actually look at it and say, wow, I have been through that, or my cousin has been through that, or a family member has been through that because it has rape, it has murder, it has um, suicide, it has um, uh, also domestic violence, and it's about three girls who go through this. 
So I said, you know what? I think that this should be on the screen. But right now I can't put it on the big, you know, big screen. So I do a little short. So that's when we decided to do this short. And the name of the um, film is called Skeletons. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, like skeletons in a closet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually, that's, that's funny because I actually wrote a script called Skeletons, uh-huh. so I'll, I'll change the name. Skeletons <laughs> 2, I don't know. <laughs> I know it's a totally different story, but, you know. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's where that came about, the film. So it's not really the filming that I, I you know, I just got into this film business as far as um, – Directing, everybody's telling me, look, if you could direct these plays, cause I've been directing for so long, you can go ahead and direct this film. And I'm still like, oh, I don't know if I want to direct. I think I want to just sit back and just be the screenwriter and, the, you know, the executive producer. I don't know about directing, but everybody's just pushing me to do it. I said, you know what, everybody everybody has to crawl before you walk. So let me try it. So I'm going to try to direct it. It's going to be my debut, directing a film. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But theater is my thing, though. I, you know, I've done several plays, um, and so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get my, my um, other plays, not just this this particular play, Skeletons, into a, um, you know, a film short. I want to do some of my other plays also on film, because I, I think they have a good storyline, you know, and something that you can relate to, you know, could it entertain you more than anything. That's what, that's what's important is that you entertain. When, when somebody's watching it and that you, you know, you, you bring them in, you know, you engage them. And that's what I think this, these other plays, well, so I've been told that the plays are good and they really, you know, are interested. So. Well, I see I, that. You, you can stop me at any time because I'm, I'm a talker. <laughs> you were involved in directing uh, A Raisin in the Sun, The Angel yes. Corner, A Woman's Work. Yes. Can you tell us about those, those uh, productions? Okay, now Raisin in the Sun – I did that at a school. I always wanted to do a Raising the Sun because I loved it when I saw Sydney Portier and when I saw Ruby D on, you know, when they had it on, um, like, the TV, like, we watched right. it, like, the film, yeah, the movie or whatever. I always loved that. So I said, I wonder can I get the rights to that. So I said, let me try. Somebody told me to try Samuel French because he owns a lot of different rights. Sure enough, when I looked up Samuel French and I saw the different, you know, the uh, plays or whatever that he's in, you know, has the rights to, he sure enough had Raising the Sun. So I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. And I got together, you know, and I, I auditioned the different people, and I got a good cast. I mean, they were they were really good, too, of adults. So everybody thought because it was at a school that it was just children that's going to perform, you know. But um I had to let them see it. I had to, you know, put on an adult performance because, you know, once they see PS 116 or 124 or whatever, they know that it's okay. Children are going to be performing. I don't know if I want to see children doing something like a Raisin Sun, you know, something like that, that um, City Fortier and all of them did so well. So um, I had to, you know, make sure that I I let the people know who was coming to see it, that it was an adult performance. And I think it really went well. And what happened with Amy Corner, I was asked to direct it from somebody else who produced it. I did that eight times. I directed it eight different times. And um, I I wasn't really the one who was the um, spearhead of getting everybody together. It was really the producer 
who got the cast. I was there when they auditioned them, but I was, it wasn't my baby. You know what I mean? I was just right. asked to come on board. And because I have that gospel background too, you know, as being a Christian and everything, I, you know, I, I, I could relate to the story, you know, and, you know, um, how some, how some Christians are as far as with each other, you know, not always um, supportive, sometimes backstabbing and, you know, so I, I really liked that story when I read it. So I said, okay, I'll direct it. But I didn't know I was going to do it not well, eight times. I was like, huh? You're doing it again <laughs> and again and again? Okay, okay, I do it. And the, the thing about me is not that uh, I, I do this just to get money on you, anything like that. I did it for free. I just did it because when you have a passion for something, you do it. You go anywhere, you know what I mean? You 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 know you you perform anywhere you you um direct anywhere you produce anywhere when you have a passion and it's not all about the money all the time and that's what happened with Amen Corner and what's other a woman's worth is a play that I wrote about women's issues in relation to family friend and men it took me a year to write that I got writer's block but I kept <laughs> writing a little bit about because I knew that you know a lot of women wanted wanted to hear uh you know a woman's story but to also let them know that there's not always bad men out there. There's good men out there. So the men that's in my story, they're not all bad. You know, one shuts down the restaurant just to, you know, have that quality time with her woman, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, another one, um, let me see, I'm trying to get, I'm, gonna, um, I'm trying to think of what he did. Um, one guy, um, Oh, um, what he did was he his his girl thought that he didn't want to commit, but what happened was he really wanted to commit to her because she was a wedding planner and all she did was um, uh, plan all these weddings for different people. But he wasn't committing. She could she couldn't plan her own wedding because he didn't commit. But what happened is he had a um, uh, what do you call it a gambling problem. Okay. So it's not that he, yeah, he was in debt. That's why he wasn't able to uh, marry her. But it wasn't because he didn't love her and he didn't want to commit. It's just that he, you know, he had that secret that he, you know, finally revealed her at the end. But, you know, um, she thought that he was doing it. Like he, he took a job as a stripper and different things like that. But it wasn't because of he, you know, was just doing these little extra sneaky things, you know, behind her back. It was because he was in debt. He needed to get out of debt. He need to pay for his, you know, um, to get out of debt. So. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so. Well, tell me something yeah. about the, uh, this uh, this organization that you have, the um, BABs Filmworks and Theatrical Productions. Can you tell oh, us Babs. about that? Yeah, Babs is um, was developed by my friend. Um, her name is Albertus, My daughter, Koya, and myself. And the Babs stands for Bragg Alexander Bragg. Because Bragg is for me, Alexander is my friend, and the other Bragg is my daughter. And um, when we, the first thing that we came up with was skeletons, that's, and that's when we um, came up with our name and everything, when we thought about skeletons. We were at Red Lobster, and we was talking about, um, you know, getting involved with um, um, writing something about secrets, right? Oh, she just walked in. <laughs> My daughter, uh, as I was talking to you, she just walked in there. Um, it was about secrets. We were talking about secrets, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, we she's saying yeah. <laughs> we're talking about yeah, secrets. How can we come up with some some kind of storyline where somebody has a secret and they're hiding it from people, you know what I mean? And it gets revealed and everything. And that's when we said, Oh, skeletons in the closet and then we said, Nah, that that that's that's a little too long. Well we just name it skeletons. And then that's when we said, you know what? If we're going to have, like, a production and start doing plays and everything like that, we need to come up with a name. And because we were all working together, my daughter did stagehand, and, uh, of course, I directed, and my friend did production administration, we came up with the name Babs. We wanted to um, come up with a name that represented all three of us. So we was trying different things, um, Dara, I mean, D for me, a and K, Dak, and you know, you know, I come up with different little um, names and everything like that to so it can represent who you are. So then that's when we said, you know what, let's just use our last name, the the, the uh, last name, uh, first letter of our last names. And then that's why I said, okay, well, we can't, it doesn't sound right to say ABB. <laughs> so I said, <laughs> Let, let's try BAB. That, that sounds good, bad. And um, we went with that. And that's how we got our name. Wow. Now, now what other type of production um, activities are you doing? Um, right now, besides the film, I'm trying to get together a um, performing arts conference. That That's just like something that I came up with, like an idea about, mm-hmm. um, because I, you know, at my church I go to this um, um women's conference and every time that I go I've been going there for years with workshops and you know we have our lunch and we have our uh, break up and workshops with the presenters and everything I said you know what I think that this would be nice if we could do that as a performing arts with different genres of the performing arts singing dancing you know acting of course and uh, also even modeling we could put that in there because that's a type of performing arts you know, and we could might uh, probably have a celebrity that could be involved as a spokesperson and everything. And so um, I, I said that I'm going to try to get that together for the fall. So I've been talking to different people who said, oh, my God, they love the idea and they would be willing to help. But, you know, some people um, uh, talk the talk, don't walk the walk. Right. You know, so I'm not going by that yet until they actually, you know, I actually see them do being hands on. So it's just like an idea I came up with, a performing arts conference. And, wow. um, yeah, and that's – we just finished a fashion show at my school, but that was for children. But it's still something, you know. That, right, that, so how, something. How, how, how much uh, activities are you doing in, you know, in support for kids that are interested in the arts? Um, I do something called Community Idol. And right now, that's a matter of fact, God, you just asked me what am I doing besides the um, conference. I'm doing something called Community Idol. And what the children are, are doing right now, they're auditioning at my school, and we're going to put on a performance. The children who do it the best, you know, of course, I'm going to um, get the best children to perform. And at my school, we're going to, with the student council, we're going to do a show of Community Idol to showcase the talent of the children at my school. Because like I told them, I said, you know, these children are young, but they have talent. And I want to showcase it and invite different schools and the community to come and see them, see their talent. And I, I go and I get a um, – this is my fifth one. I did it at two uh, school – not my school – for two years. And then I did it at my school for two years. 
and then I'm doing it again this year. And plus, um, what's his name? From um, Bad Boy Entertainment, he came two times to be a judge to help me out. Wow. Uh, Conrad DeMonch. Okay. He's a, 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 what do you call that, that president? A&R? Uh, there you go. <laughs> A&R <laughs> president at Bad Boy. And he helped me two years straight to um, judge it. Right. You know, I don't judge. I stay out of it. I don't judge, but I get judges like I got somebody from a local newspaper, you know, and everything, and they, they came and did a little uh, spread on it in their paper. It, it was called Beacon, the New York Beacon. Mm-hmm. They did a spread on it, and, um, you know, and, of course, like, the community comes out, and they support the children, and, you know, I love this. It's, I love showcasing people's talent, whether they're children, they could be babies, all the way up to adults to wow. show, you know. I I can see you being so so much of a inspire a inspirational person to the mm-hmm. to the young people that are interested in getting into um you know theatrical productions and doing movies and things like that cuz you know there's so many kids out there that would love to act and love to to you know be somebody else and just Yes. show their, their natural talent. So I'm so happy that you're doing things like that. And you have such a, a long experience of being involved in this, so you're like a great teacher for a lot of mm-hmm. people, you know, not just kids but other adults. Are you teaching exactly. any classes? Are you teaching no, because that's, that's what everybody asks me. I get that all the time. Like, do you have a school? Or you, do you have somewhere where you teach classes? No, I didn't. That's, that's my goal. That's my five-year. You know how you have a five-year goal? Mm-hmm. And within five years, that's what I want to do. I want to open up my own um, performing arts school for inner city children, you know, for affordable um, um, fee for them, something okay. that they all can, you know, I want to open that up in my community. You wow. Know. But, you know, I'm I, yeah, I would love to do that. I would love to get a grant and do that. I really would. Because I have wow. so many, even at my school, parents are saying, you don't, you don't have a school, you know, I mean, somewhere, not not just a school, but you have an after-school program that maybe you teach at or anything. I said, no, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to work on that, you know, I'll, that that would eventually come. But Jacob, come aboard and, you know, I, I have no problem with them being in my place. I have all children, I have children two years old on up in my place, you know, mm-hmm. to come on out. And I now, love working where with are you people located, that Sarah? Where are you located? Huh? Where are you located? I'm located in Queens. Okay, so you're in New York. Okay. Yeah, I'm in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, do you know uh, Catrice Jackson? She's on, on our other guest on the show. Catrice? Uh, that name sounds familiar. Catrice. <laughs> Catrice, are you still on the line? Is she yes, from I Black Spectrum? Well, you can say say hello to each other. You guys are coming from um from Lynn, so you can say hello. Hey, how are you? Hello, Catrice. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay. Now we also have somebody else calling in. I'm wondering if that's Tiffany Herndon. Um, it's coming from. It looks like an Atlanta number. So let me see. Okay. Hello, caller from area code 678. Please state your name. Tiffany Herndon Chambers. Hi, Tiffany, and welcome to our show. Oh, hey, hello. How's everybody? Oh, I'm great, and we have Catrice Jackson here, 
who I'm sure you are, you know. And we also have Dara Bragg. So please say hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. I miss them. How are you guys doing? <laughs> How, How are you doing, doing Tiffany? Hey, I remember I know them from Saving Children's Lives. Yes. Yeah. How are That's you? my family. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I've been listening. I've been listening. I've been on the. Um, I've been on online for the last fifteen minutes, listening to mm-hmm. Dara's interview. Mm-hmm. Wow! <laughs> and I just want to add that she is a phenomenal, phenomenal teacher, drama actress, person. Um, I look forward to working with her again, and also oh, Patrice as well. <laughs> yes, you slapped me head to death, but you know it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. How you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And good. Patrice is an upcoming actress. Phenomenal work on you know on our project we did last year, and I'm just I'm happy to be online. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tiffany, it, it is a pleasure to bring you on, and you know I've, I've talked with Lynn about your your history, but I'd love for mm-hmm. you to share that with my listening audience because you're such a wonderful woman, and I'm just happy to have you share the Trailblazing Woman series that I have going on. <laughs> just, just to mm. recognize women like you, ladies wow. here. So Thank tell you. us about tell us about yourself and. You know, what got you involved in it in the first place? Oh, well, you know what? Just piggybacking off of um, just the recent interview you did with uh, Ms. Darren Bragg, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with doing the plays and, and all of that, I grew up in that type of situation. So mm-hmm. I was, mm-hmm. you know, as, as, a, as a young kid growing up at the Boys and Girls Club um, in Los Angeles and San Bernardino area, I grew up around the arts and the plays. They kept us very, very busy. And so mm-hmm. I guess without thinking about it as a child, that's all, that's what I knew. I would, I, you know, I would write my own little short stories and mm-hmm. essays and be at the drama club, be in the dance team, track team, and talent show this and talent show that to stay busy, you know. And because the area that I grew up in, there, there was a lot of gang violence during that time in the late 80s mm-hmm. and the early 90s. So... Um, I just, I mean, I didn't know that I would return to it as an adult. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, when I when I went to college, I took a job as a, uh, a talent scout in D.C., and um, I ended up landing a job to scout extras for the movie Enemy of the State with Gene Hackman and uh, Will Smith. Mm. And so from there, I said, this is it. Anytime I could do a job and I loved being, you know, around the set for 16 hours, I said, this is it. And then I remembered, it took me back to my childhood, and I remember how much fun it was. Yeah. And so and I wanted to tell stories and help people. So that's how I really got into the drama. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so was, was, it, was it at all a challenge for you just to get involved? Because I didn't ask anybody else about that, but, you know, it seems so easy because you're so naturally gifted, but was there ever a challenge for you? Oh, mm-hmm. sure, sure, sure. Oh, yeah, Miss yeah. I mean, yeah, Dara, you know, Dara will tell you, and I'm sure Catrice, you know, in mm-hmm. her early years now, it's it's not as easy, it's not easy no. at, at all. I mean, this, right. this industry is very, very, very regulated, you know what I mean? And yes. you can't mm-hmm. let the regulation determine your success 
and, and how far that you will go. There's going to be a lot That's of right. people that say no. There's going to be yes. a lot of people that say they don't understand mm-hmm. your idea. Your job mm-hmm. as 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 an artist is to create that for them and, and open their perception mm-hmm. about right. life mm-hmm. and have people mirror themselves. And so for me, it was my way to give back actually to the universe because somebody had to give had to give to me for me to be who I am. Mm-hmm. And so with right. that being said, I mean, there, there's people that will turn down your scripts. There's people that don't see a vision that you have to keep going if it's in you. you That's right. Going. Right. Yes. And, and God yes. will, you know, open up doors right. for you. Mm-hmm. Right. I promise you. Exactly. I promise exactly. you. Exactly. I believe it. But it's a, mm-hmm. it ain't easy, though. If, you, if you're willing to do this for, for 20 years from now or 40 years from now mm-hmm. when you first get in the game, then if you if you if you under the realization that it might take you twenty five years, thirty years, forty years to really get to the level where you want to be, then this is for you. Mm-hmm. If you want to get in this right. game and get paid a lot of money right off front, this is not for you. Not for you. <laughs> right. That's right. Exactly. You exactly. know, right, Miss Darius? So don't take that. That's, that's what I was telling her earlier. If you're looking for money, then you know. Uh, mm. It's not going to happen all the time. You have to do it. If right. it's your passion, you got to do it. You have to always have your hand out. That's not what it's mm-hmm. about. If you, if you love this so much and then, you know, you eat, you sleep, you drink this, which I do, and I know you do too, Tiffany and sure. the other young lady, you know, you're not thinking about money, and that's the thing about it. I'm not. I'm not. Right. Sure. And, and it comes. And it comes. It does. Come. Yes, it does. It comes. Right. Yes, it will. Wow. Yes, it will. And, and because we banded together, um, Ravinda, um, last uh, uh, su- last summer, well, fall of 2009, and Catrice came up from Atlanta. Dara was already in New York. And we mm-hmm. all came together as a cast to do Saving Children's Lives, the, mm-hmm. the, the uh, film between Newark, Newark, New Jersey, and New York City. And these right. were because, mm-hmm. because people were able to come together for one cause. Now, that doesn't right. always happen, especially in right. Hollywood. But because of that, because of that sacrifice, we have been invited to come off Broadway, in Mm -hmm. which I'm just now telling Dara and Mm -hmm. and Miss Katrina Jackson we will be coming to off Broadway um, in the fall, and they will be getting paid, and they will be getting Mm -hmm. paid. So, but that was a year ago, right? Wow. Uh huh. But you know what? I think something that I learned is that mm. you have to work with like-minded people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's easy to mm-hmm. go somewhere that you've never been before when you know they're going to take care of you. When I got on the bus, and literally, I mean, I am the child that grew up. I didn't ride the bus growing up, you know. <laughs> it just was not for me. And I really <laughs> almost had a meltdown in the New Jersey oh. bus station on my husband, like, I got to get on this bus by myself. I don't really think I'm going to be able to do that. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, and I was talking to Lynn. I almost seriously, in New Jersey, <laughs> coming from New York City, I have no idea where I'm going. But wow. my husband, uh-huh. Katrice, uh-huh. don't worry about it. They're going to take care of you. It's going to be mm-hmm. okay. And mm-hmm. he had to believe in. He had never met Tiffany before. You know, mm-hmm. he just met Lynn. Mm-hmm. But he had to believe that to get me not to um, lose sight of what I came there to do. And so I think that, you know, people are brought into your life for a reason, you know. And I didn't hesitate at the opportunity to go, you know. 
to New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, I'd never been there before, but two, to work on a project that was something unlike anything I had ever done. And so mm-hmm. I think it's important to work with good people because then you mm-hmm. can do your best work because you don't worry about all right. the other things. You know, you don't worry about the small things because you know they got you. And even as a director, Tiffany, what I told Ravinda earlier, you know, mm-hmm. you have to trust your director to get to get you to do things that you mm-hmm. would never do. And so, <laughs> right. um, you know, it, it's just an awesome opportunity. You know, and sometimes mm-hmm. early on in the business, you do hear yeah. people say, "Oh, I wouldn't do that." Um, right, or exactly. Not, uh, for free, or I want to do that, but why not? Exactly. Right, exactly. You know, right. and so exactly. I, I, I definitely think that it's important to know that you know you do a great job mm-hmm. as, as the leader. You right. know, and wow. if you, you know, because that's important. People have to trust you. And if people don't right. trust exactly. you, really know, it's hard that's for them to exactly. do a great job. That's exactly. true. That is so true. And I'm looking at, you know, all the work that you've done, and, and it's just mm-hmm. so amazing because, Tiffany, you have been so involved in so many different things. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. looking at you being, you know, like involved in casting, involved in production, even if it's a short period or a long period. Sure. It's like you've, you've sure. had your hands mm-hmm. in everything. You've got involved in the music industry part of it. Sure. And mm-hmm. uh, you just have so many things. And I want you to share with people, you know, how important it is to not limit yourself to one genre, but to, like, you know, right. go into all those different things because it looks sure. like you've met a lot of people doing that. Yeah, right. I did. I did. And, well, and because of it, a lot of the things that I that I had to do, um, by, a lot of things that I had to do was also out of necessity. So in getting, in getting my training, it's kind of like once I did it once, I, I, you know, if it needed to be done or I needed to get someone to be a part of the team to do it, I would, you know, I would never ask anybody to do something that I haven't already done or that I wouldn't mm-hmm. do. So mm-hmm. when it comes from the writing and the directing and the, and the producing, and I even I act as well, mm-hmm. you know, oh, and yes. casting and and because you know Daryl will tell you that and uh, yes, you say my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it was because, you know, of, of necessity to push and to get mm-hmm. the job done and you need a right. whole team right. to do that. So in the business, when you're first starting out doing any internship, you know, I interned, my first internship was in D.C., and then I went to New York, and I was I was mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. desk camp, street team, putting up promotions, come to this party, come to that party, da 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 you know, the whole, the whole thing, passing out flyers in Times Square. 34th Street, I mean, really on my grind so I could be around the industry on a regular basis and mm-hmm. the inner workings of the, of, the, of the hard work ethic. Like, I think it really, really, that really um, became a part of me. You know, I tell people, I, my favorite word is K-I-M. You know, if this mm-hmm. thing don't work out, I'm going to try something else. I'm going to keep it moving. I don't stop right. because there's... People got to know that about me. I do not stop no show. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. I keep, I keep, you have to keep it. You have to keep it moving. And I think that's one thing that I learned um, as an intern in, in, up in New York City was that, you know, if you've got some place to go, you can't let nobody get in your way. And you've got to right. figure out a way to get through because there's doors bolted not to let you mm-hmm. in, especially Absolutely. women, especially women mm-hmm. of color. Yes. You know, we have we have to stick together, and we have to, and like, this, you know, this show is wonderful. We have to 
support mm-hmm. one another. Not exactly, yeah. You know, we have information to share, you know, in a particular area of how we can Mm -hmm. become better or how we can network and and pull another one up. Let's do that. Right. You know? I I agree with that. I definitely agree with Mm -hmm. that. When I took Mm -hmm. on the the job of doing this um, blog talk radio, I actually just started it because my daughter's a rapper, and I know that she's going to face a lot of challenges getting, you know, noticed by the the industry and getting her Mm -hmm. music playing on the radio because of the way things are. So I decided to get involved in um, create my own radio show. So it's been on for years. Happy to say we have about. the way we track our listeners is how many people have downloaded any of the shows. So as a total, I can say that in a year I've had over 11,000 downloads of my shows. And I think that inspires me by by continuing Mm -hmm. to do more. So I decided to create a certain series in which I invite women like yourself to share with Mm -hmm. other women feel like they can't do these type of things and, and um, you know, just give them some insight on that. There are women doing this that are women of color and that yeah. there may be challenges, but there's certain things you have to do to get through those challenges and that yeah. there are different opportunities other than just standing on the stage or standing in front of a camera. So a exactly. lot of people don't know exactly. about all the different Now, I want to go, I want to go down the list for Tiffany and to say some of the things that you've done because I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, really? I know that. Uh, and so I'm going to um, read it down. Just give me a moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have um, Project 24, You Were a Writer, The Last yeah. Days, an award-winning film by Kevin Bird. You were a publicist to Kevin Bird at the Spike Correct. Lee Theater in Brooklyn. I have my family pilot TV show for Jerace Peterson of the uh, CBS series Survivor. You were a casting director and producer. I have False Imprisonment. It's an off-Broadway stage play. You were writer, director, and producer. I have the mm-hmm. Angela Davis story, who I love because I used to try to get her <laughs> afro so bad. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and my hair was too straight. I couldn't get an afro to save my life. But my mom looked just like Angela Davis, so I was wow. so proud. Mm. My mom and I see you worked with the Fat Farm Baby Fat Fashion Week, which I absolutely love, sure. and I'm I'm a big Morley fan. Um, you were a food journalist. Um, yes. Then you worked for uh, Marley's Clothing Line, photojournalist for sure. Ziggy, <laughs> Steven sure, and Rita. Yeah, Yes. And then, of course, mm. we're going to discuss Saving Children's Lives in a moment, but um, you've also oh, worked yeah. with one MTV, and NBC as production assistant. And, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many things that you've done, and I'm just so proud, you know, that you've been Thank involved. You. I, I see what you mean. You keep on doing it. That's <laughs> you, keep on, you, keep, you keep it moving and, and really finding it. Like, you know, like Dara, I mean, Dara, I know Dara has so much work behind her as well. And it's like, yes, you know, people will retell me what I do. I'm like, I did that? I didn't even think about it because I was just so into the work. I don't even know everything really that I've done, seriously. Right. You know, I'm just, wow. I'm, I'm just really, you know, I'm just really, really grateful. And, and well, somebody's keeping a list. You know? <laughs> oh, somebody's okay. keeping a list for you, so. And that must, that must be old Lynn K. That must, that must be our publicist, Lynn, Lynn. You know, Lynn uh-huh. K, keep, he keep it moving, too. So, I, you know, I want to thank <laughs> Lynn K for, you know, having all of us, you know, to connect and be on your show. That, and right. that's, that's, that's a publicist, you know, also to look out for, too, because mm. she's moving, she's thorough. She's, she's on, as they say, on to the next one. So, you know, right. I want to give her her props for that. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know she's listening. I want to say, Lynn, thank you so much. You're so beautiful. And I'm happy that to have all these wonderful people you're sending me, and you just keep it coming. And you'll be my publicist before we know it. Uh-oh, <laughs> come on now. I'm joining this girl group here. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. I mean, I'm – I, it's it's funny because like um like we were saying earlier how God brings people into your life. I've mm-hmm. always had I write screenplays and I'm out here Ooh. talking to people to wow. find out who would like to produce my screenplays because they're just sitting around. I started just writing because you know when I was um I don't know child of the eighties I used to watch Taxi and I watched General Hospital and what uh-huh. I would do. I couldn't stand the way they were letting Bobby um, get away with stuff, so I would rewrite the whole story. You know, you just go change their scene for them, huh? Right. I rewrote the whole story, and and I wrote the dialogue. I wrote direction and everything because I went and got a book, and I learned how to do it. Then I said, "What are you trying to get?" I recorded on on an audio tape uh, one of the episodes of Taxi. And then uh-huh. I like I watched it, and then I recorded it, and then I wrote all the dialogue down, and I wrote everything that happened like I'm writing a movie script. So uh, it was just a hobby. It was just a hobby, you know. Right, so then right. one day I'm looking in at the um, WGA, and I saw the minimums, and I said, "What? Somebody gets paid that much for a screenplay, and yes, then they, they get paid royalties and all that other stuff." I see that. I should have mm-hmm. did this a long time ago. So I just started, you know, writing screenplays and sending them mm-hmm. in for contests and stuff. But it didn't mm-hmm. seem like I was getting anywhere because I have software and everything. So wow. now I'm just writing out treatments. I have a, a surplus of treatments. Keep and going. Then, Keep going. Yeah, and then That's I'm going to send them out, make this screenplay, find somebody to produce it. And then I said, well, you know, it's, the Hollywood is, like, changing so much. So right. I said the Internet is the new technology. So now mm-hmm. I'm starting my own Internet TV channel, and I'm going to That's actually awesome. produce my own movies on the Internet. And you then I don't have to wait for anybody else. I don't have to wait for That's anybody else. No, you That's do great. not. You do not. And we need more mm-hmm. We need more of that because one thing that my brother told me, and he, mm-hmm. he lives in D.C., he's an economist. And uh, what what he told me was, he said, you got to understand this. He said, nobody has the monopoly on great ideas. Mm-hmm. Just some of us choose mm-hmm. to produce from them, and some of us choose to let them slip away. That's he said, right. He said that. Nobody exactly. has the monopoly on great ideas. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't. Mm-hmm. If you get an idea, you have to do something with it. Even if right. you share it with somebody and let somebody else run with it, at least get mm-hmm. it out there and get it done. Because I, I come right. up with ideas. And I'm always giving people about my ideas. I don't care right. if it was mine. If they benefit from it, you know, at least I know it's out there. But I think mm-hmm. it's good to share that information with people because we can't help ourselves as a people if we keep it all to ourselves. You know, right. we, we right. got to get exactly. out there. So. Yeah, that's so true. That is so true. Now, now I want to go truth. and discuss the Saving Children's Lives um, project. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Tiffany, you're the executive producer, writer, and director, but mm-hmm. I understand that Freedom Williams is involved with you guys somehow, too, and he's okay. actually going to be a guest on the show. So now I want to okay, talk okay. more about how you came up with this story and mm-hmm. you know what it's about. Okay, well, basically, um, the story, Saving Children's Lives, actually, it it um, it came to life, uh, let's see, maybe about 
eight, eight nine years back in New York City when I, when I was living in Harlem at the time. And there was an incident where a young girl was kidnapped and her limbs were chopped up and placed in a suitcase. Mm-hmm. And left on a hundred, I think it was anywhere between a hundred thirty-seventh, between hundred thirty-seventh and hundred thirty-fifth Street, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. nobody knew anything. So me, you know, as writer, photojournalist, you know, even at that time, I said, well, what could I do? How come nobody is saying anything? Nobody knows anything. And I, you know, God just put it in in me to start writing a story about young people actually taking back their own community and saving their streets. Mm, and so mm. that's how I came up with the, with the idea of saving children's lives. Wow. So you're seeing, you're seeing you know, the crime lords of, of today, but you're seeing young people come together to fight the modern-day crime lords and also being being mentored by people who were involved in the streets, you know, back in the day, back in back mm-hmm. in the 70s, the 60s. So they're getting that I try to I try to fuse history uh, you know, history along with um you know, with today of what's going on today and how this generation is dealing with the issues that they face on a regular basis and you know, at home or at school. And, mm-hmm. and and the story is actually being told by a group home kids point of view. So it's very, I mean, it's raw. It it's intense. It is what it mm-hmm. is. I tried, you know, I thought about watering it down, but at the same time, these kids today they know what's real. So right. I wanted to, right. to to do some work that would get people's attention, and 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 this project has. And so we, you know, we're still moving forward with it. And so mm-hmm. that's me. It's you know saving children's lives. That's what it is. Wow. wow. Now are you are you taking that production um, national? Mm-hmm. Um, that that's that's a plan for the future. Um, mm-hmm. but right now we've been invited to come off Broadway, so that will be um the next step right now. But in regards to TV television, we had a lot, we had a few offers on the table, you know, throughout the year. But like as you said, the industry is working so it's working very differently, working very differently um, in today's times because now we have the and now we have the internet, so we don't have to wait really to get mm-hmm. viewers. We just need you know to do a project right. You need to write. You right. need to have the right funding um, behind mm-hmm. it so that way right. you can you know that way you can actually follow through. And the more experience I've gained, even over this past year, made it more evident. And God opened that opportunity where we were called to come off Broadway. So regardless if an investor comes on and, you know, helps us out, you know, for the film, of course we will, we will still need that. But, but in regards to broad, off-Broadway, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be able to generate funds just for Saving Children's Lives, that organization, to possibly even take the play national as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, God is, God is good. It's been a long run, but, um, you know, it's, it's all in time, and I understand why this particular project has taken so the amount of time that it has. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds like a great project. Now, do you have like a a, a film footage of it at all? Any mm-hmm. kind of video footage? Yes, we have we have that online. I'll I'll we'll get that emailed over to you. 
Because what I was going to tell you, um, I just found an organization called Indiegogo.com, and mm-hmm. it's it, it, what it involves is that it's a lot of independent uh, filmmakers and then independent uh, musicians that um, put like a little video together to raise mm-hmm. funds from a community. It's called crowdfunding, and I think I if you that. put yeah. if you put mm-hmm. your video up. Um, and you just tell them what you need to do whatever you need to do, whether it's to um, to get the staff or the equipment or whatever for your for your right. project. Um, right. People actually donate the money to that purpose because they just see the video, and you just That's get awesome. on there. Yeah, it's a lot of people mm. on there that are getting a lot. This, there was a guy who who was writing a video. He was writing a, a, a movie or a little video, a short about a potato. So yeah. he's doing a whole documentary Ooh. on potatoes, and he got uh-huh. funded. I, I can't remember how much it is, but I think it was a lot of money. Um, he asked for a certain amount, but then he got a lot more in, um, donated. And there's a lot of other people. It's a, a girl that got money to start her wow. uh, her album. Um, and it's That's coming incredible. from the the public. So you know there are people out there who support the it, stuff it that really you know. Exactly. They just want to know what it is to support, and that's what I think will be awesome, too, with bringing um, Save the Children's Lives to Off-Broadway is that mm-hmm. because it's an intense piece, people yes. will become a part of that experience, being in an intimate mm-hmm. setting um, Off-Broadway, off too, and we'll direct them to this website <laughs> that you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yes, so yes, they, we mm-hmm. You go there and set up an account and put your video up and and see what happens because I think the story alone is something that would um you know um draw people in oh, because yeah. we all want to see a change happening when it comes to our children and the safety of our children because it's so much mm-hmm. it's still so many things happening and it doesn't make any sense that they're still being neglected by even family sure. members that, that some people just haven't um, figured out that it can happen to them so they're just right. really mm-hmm. not protecting their kids and then you know kids need to learn how to protect themselves more and work sure, with each other. Sure. I mean, I could see kids, just if they all work together, they could watch mm-hmm. out for each other on the street. You know, they wouldn't see one of their classmates go off exactly. with a stranger exactly. and, and not exactly. do nothing about it and just assume mm-hmm. it was somebody mm-hmm. they know. I mean, you, if you should know more about your, your friends' families and who they will be with and then exactly. pay attention to everything around you, you know, like look at the car license plate and the person and all that because that helps save that child, you know, people mm-hmm. just don't mm-hmm. pay cool to save a life, okay? Right. 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 It, it, it doesn't right. take much to do that, you know, so uh, I'm glad that you have that project going on. I really, I will be yeah. so supportive of it. And you know what? I was telling the ladies earlier about the um, the uh, the live streaming TV show that I'm putting on the Internet. It'll have both original programming, um, mm. independent movies. I'm reaching out to independent filmmakers to have a, a media outlet to place their movies. And I'm actually doing, like, a really heavy promotion to bring a lot of traffic to the site. So oh, while I have I got for you. I got some stuff for you. When I come up, you're in New York? I'm actually in, in, um, in New Jersey, but I'm close to Philly. So I'm only two hours okay. from New York. Okay, so oh, okay. next time I come up there, we got to get you some footage. We'll have footage with other filmmaker friends of mine, and we'll we'll get that to you. 
That'd be great because I can put it on there, and um, we're actually working on doing some pay-per-views. So if you have some movies that you want to, you know, get some money in for, that'll be available too. So you know, I just think it'll be something that it it open the doors for a lot of independent filmmakers because mm-hmm. you know trying to get on TV and you know all these other different outlets is just it's too expensive, and the internet mm-hmm. is so much cheaper than, than regular. You know, network TV, and you can get all your followers and your and your merchandising and your and your branding, and that's one thing that I've really been been learning actually throughout the years. So just setting your ducks up in a row, you know, and right. um, having your vision and, and having the right people to do what it is that that needs to be, you know, that needs right. to be done. Sometimes we got to step right. out of our own way, you know, right. but we just pray that God put the right people in the right place, and and right. and, we, and we're good to go. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then when you have networking, um, people don't realize that, you know, stars of yesterday, artists of yesterday, they didn't die off. They, you know, they just got involved in other projects. So right. it's like, right. you know, you're involved with um, Freedom Williams. Like, to yeah. tell you the truth, I didn't even know Freedom's name. I just know <laughs> his face and his body and hair. And <laughs> so I just, I just say that guy. Last week. Yeah, that I guy, saw him last week. His, so I mean I'm I'm gonna have him on the show tomorrow, but it's just funny that um, I, I I didn't know what he was doing. I had no idea that he's involved in anything else, and I think it's great. Yeah. So can you tell me about the project Liquid Rush that you guys are involved in. Okay, well well I met um, I met Freedom Williams during the course of Saving Children's Lives. He was actually casted um, as as one of the group home counselors, one of the male group home counselors. And he filmed with us in Harlem um, last fall, and did, did an excellent job, and it was it was incredible. And so we, um, you know, with the contact, we we just actually started talking about, uh, you know, we were just having casual conversation, and I was telling him that I wanted to, um, I really wanted to remake the movie Paris Blues, which was a jazz movie that starred um, Sidney Poitier, uh, Diane Carroll, Gene Watered, and Paul Newman. And it's a black and white film. Um, I you actually know, about saw that. Yeah, they show it a lot on AMC. But we, I wanted to bring something that was a modern day time. So we, we, I was just talking about that I wanted to do a love story. So as Freedom be, kept talking, he, we were conversing, and he was saying, you know, Tiff, we should make a film together. And then, so we, we just, we started collaborating, and what we came up with was a guy that, and I'm not going to tell you the whole deal because he'll do that on tomorrow, but a guy from New York who who goes to Trinidad for business and falls in love with with a Caribbean woman. So, um, mm. and, a, and a whole turn of events happened with that. So that's just the basic log line of the story. But I'm going to let, you know, Freedom come on tomorrow and, and give it to you guys more in depth. Wow. You know, that way the listeners can tune back on in, you know what I'm saying? Ah, okay. <laughs> Now, knowing that he's a, you know, this this international music star, um, mm-hmm. did you have any preconceptions, you know, about him as an actor when you met him? No, no, I didn't. And and the reason being because the 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 role it was really so close to who he is. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have any reservations um, about that. Nor did I have any reservations about working with him. Um, because you know he he of course he has that body of work and he has the experience you know on being on sets and 
you know, just the, the music side. So I know that it has been a learning experience for him on the film side as well. But um, working with him was, 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 a, was a great, it was a wild and great time, and we, we had a great time. So I just, I came on initially on, on the project to, um, you know, basically initially to produce and just put the right people in the place, you know, right people in place that he needed to make this happen. So and then I and then I was a part of the um, the casting board as well, finding him his lead male lead actor Keston Carter. So um, that was a big deal. I, I found Keston in, a, in Essence magazine November issue, and I said, "That's the guy! That's the guy!" I said, "That's the guy!" <laughs> so what happened was crazy is I couldn't find none of his management. I emailed Essence and I kept emailing them. And nobody sent me anything back. And then I just typed in Keston Carter online and his management. And come to find out, I knew his manager from Atlanta. <laughs> I already knew his manager. <laughs> so, so then, you know, he gave me his management in New York. And then so the rest, you know, we went to work on Liquid Rush in Trinidad, Carnival 2010. Wow. I know that was an experience. Yeah, I have the footage. I have some. I have some footage from that, and, and Freedom just just got some of the footage too. So, um, I saw him on last week in New York. So, uh, yeah, he'll have a lot to share with you tomorrow. Good, <laughs> good. So you know, he's, down to uh, earth. he's cool. He's real cool. When it comes to and you know educating people um, that are interested in doing these types of things, like uh, definitely, I'm going to try to work out something where I can hang out with you for maybe a, a, a week or two or something as an intern or whatever, just to watch what you do and learn because, of course, I'm going to have to do this stuff myself. And I've always wanted yeah. to be a director. I've already – I have this Well, you have Dara. You, right. You have Dara up in New York, too. Yep. And <laughs> I'm sure Miss Dara will keep you busy, honey. I'm going to have Dara with I'm going to have Dara come with York. me. Um, to meet um, Beverly Bonner, who is um, an actress who was, um, like, in her heyday was doing a lot of B-movies, and she's been in, like, some Denzel Washington movies and a lot of TV projects. And uh, she's got her own off-Broadway comedy production called Glory and Glitter Show. And uh, Yeah, and, like, I'm going to meet with Dara, at, you know, one day. Like, it's on a Friday. If you're ever available, Dara, I would love for you to meet Beverly. And then, okay. Uh, also, she partially directs it because she directs the other actors. She produces it. She wrote it. And then um, mm-hmm. her old-time director, um, he has a weird last name. It's German, Frank something. Um, but he directed her. Frankenberger. Frankenberger. Something like that. But he's nice. And um, so I love I can just see a lot of different things in each of these personalities that would just really click. So I would love that to That was great. We all got yeah. to Okay, together. this sounds we're great. Going to to we're going to have a reunion when I come back to New York. we got to all yeah, get together. And, when are um, you coming back, Tiff? I'll be back. I was out there in New York last week. I'll probably be back in, I'll probably be back in June, maybe the first week of June okay. I'll be back. Oh, good, good, okay. So I'll connect with, I'll connect with you guys, and uh, we'll, we'll have meetings and, and yeah, I think we all need to get fun. together. Yeah, yeah that we all need great. to get together. That'd okay. Be 
Because uh, I'm inspired by you all. I mean, you you ladies have done things that I wish I had. I didn't even think about doing this stuff until, like, recently. So, you know, okay. know that somebody else has been doing it most of their life. It, you would yeah. be the people I would want to learn from because mm-hmm. I feel comfortable mm-hmm. with you, but I know that you've done so much, so you, I know I could get taught a lot. And mm-hmm. it's, oh, just, mm-hmm. it's just watching learning you. Too. That's what I like about it. And that's good because whatever you learn, then you pass it on to somebody else. Then somebody, you know, will teach someone else, and it's like a cycle. And, and right. it's what mm-hmm. we need to do anyway to help each other, educate each other, sure. because I, I really don't want to see any women, any young women out there making it a, a lifetime choice of being, you know, a, a stripper or right. you know, okay. a right. Right. video mm-hmm. girl where you just – or you don't do anything but stand there half naked. I want they them don't to see their destiny, yeah. Right. right. I want to see right. them right. see so much more of themselves that they, they go beyond that and get behind the camera and start making mm-hmm. decisions about how women are portrayed in these videos because we don't have enough women um, video directors to, to mm-hmm. make the difference. Mm-hmm. And that's why. You know, because so- honestly, but not to cut you off, but uh, honestly, like mm-hmm. I thought about, I thought about really getting out of it, like in regards to film directing, because it's so difficult for women to break through mm-hmm. in in film directing. If you check the roster at the Directors Guild of America, there are not that many film, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. film film directors that get paid those high salaries, especially right. African American women or, or women of color in general. So I decided to actually stay because. Mm-hmm there's still such a shortage of us and we can tell beautiful stories. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What's on exactly. Or on film. Exactly. So we, we have to, we have to right. promote each other and, um, right. and, and actresses who, who do work of, of, of serious content as well. We don't, that's what we need to celebrate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, they say we, we need to get the word out. You know? We need yeah. to get the word yeah. out to these women exactly. that are still trying to find themselves. We can mm-hmm. we can talk to them about getting involved in things like this, so that it increases the amount of women that are on that list, and it and it increases sure. the need for us to be paid the mm-hmm. same way because it, that's where exactly. it happens in all other forms of employment. When there's a larger mm-hmm. amount of women coming in, then they have no choice but to start thinking about paying exactly. them more. So. So exactly. when it's only a, a minority, exactly. they're not going to pay it any mind because they figure it's not in the budget. So, right, you know, exactly. once you once you start bringing more women in and educating them more, because we got mm-hmm. enough nurses. We got enough nurses. We don't need any sure. more nurses. Sure. 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 Being nurses women, female writers, writers you know, Exactly. Right. We need exactly. more. We need more. So, you know. And we if need we people get, like you. Yes, we need people yeah, like you, too. I, I'm thinking about yeah. putting like, a show together for, like, you know, like a training course. And just mm-hmm. listen to the podcast. You know, if you have a dream mm-hmm. to be in film, listen to this podcast. And I have, you know, people come in and, and give their experience and education on it. And just, just you have to push yourself into their minds. Otherwise, they right. don't just bypass it. They don't really know the different little intricate parts of being in the industry. And, and if they don't have anybody to teach them, they don't. Because it, it's not like they it's on the curriculum. It's not on the career. We don't have a mentor. No, no, no. Right. In the business side, you know, over the course of the years, I've learned so much of the business side of it. Mm-hmm. In the mm-hmm. contracts, the, the logistics and negotiations, that's another thing that our people really need to become uh, well-versed in because right. we, other people will try to take advantage of you, and, and they will do it in your face. 
Right. And so we need to be aware of our percentages and, and you know, and like you said, what the minimums are and, and things of that nature because it's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong for getting paid for what you do, and it's nothing wrong mm-hmm. for, you know, if there's a budget, there's nothing wrong with with, at, with asking because this is really hard work. This is mm-hmm. hard work. Mm-hmm. Right. It's right. fun after it come out and you watching it's over, but it's hard. It is. Right. It and is. You know, <laughs> I know, and I know they got those. unions. You know, they have unions, but the union mm-hmm. is not on it break you away from, okay, you're the group of African-American women, so we got to do something special for you. And they're not going to do that. They're doing everything as a whole. So, of course, they're still working with the old man. So we want to see them working with the younger African-American and other minority women who are interested in being a large part of this. And if, if they can't do it, then there should be an organization created that specifically works with these women. If there's not one out there already. Maybe you just, should create one. I'll, I'll yeah. think of it. I'll think of it because I, I, <laughs> I, I got my own little organization, Women Who Dare to Dream. And mm, it's based on I love it. I like that. Disadvantaged women that want to go beyond what the uh-huh. society means for them to do as a lifetime career. Like everybody's not going to be, you know, wanting to be a, a medical assistant or pushing, you know, hospital patients around in, in, in different floors or being in the daycare center or working in somebody's office answering phones and that's it because there are so many limitations in those jobs. Like it's, the ceiling is not going to be as high for us as it's for anybody else. Then we have mm-hmm. women who are incarcerated that come out and get stuck in those jobs that don't make mm-hmm. enough money. They'll get more involved back in crime again and get put back in jail. So, exactly. and then there's so many women right. in jail that have talent that that still has to be brought out. So my goal was to open up some resources and some networks to help these women know exactly what they can do. Like I was telling somebody yesterday that a long time ago, you know, I was unemployed and I was uh, pregnant and I didn't have any money. I I didn't want to get on welfare. So, I mean, I was doing it just for emergency sake, but I had to find out what else it was to do. So I said, well, I I like to do certain things, you know. I looked into myself to see what kind of creative uh, talent I had. Sure. So sure. I do mm-hmm. stuff with my hands. So I went in, um, to the craft store and see what they had going on there. I didn't see nothing really that I was interested in until I came uh-huh. across this little brochure that showed you how to make dolls out of mop heads. So I Ooh. just went and bought all the materials. I bought a mop head. And I bought. I didn't want my my pants to look like you know Rebecca Sunnybrook Farm, so I wanted <laughs> mine to be special. So I went and bought some mud cloth and some Kinsey cloth wow. and some bone bay and some little rope and natural fabrics. I went and bought some brown dye because you had mm-hmm. to make a little face. So I dyed all my faces brown, and I made all wow. these clothes. I made kings and queens from Africa. That's what wow. I did. And I and it only cost me five dollars for each mm-hmm. doll. And it was a, like 12-inch, wow. 14-inch size dial. And then I just tested the market, and I went and showed people. And then I ended up selling the dial for $30. Wow. $30. That's a profit. That's a profit. So then I, you know, I went and took that $30 and bought some more material and started making some more. So mm-hmm. I, I just found a talent that was inside of me to help mm-hmm. me make some money. I'm doing all yeah. kind of stuff now. Like this radio, I made skincare products, I got the internet wow. TV thing going on, so I, it was just something yeah. I could find, and I 
I just wanted other people to know how to do that too. That's great. That's excellent. That's, that is that's great. Wow. That that wow, wow, wow. That's incredible. Well, you know, anybody wants to come on Blog Talk and be a radio host, you know, the Blog Talk mm-hmm. is free. And mm-hmm. you get on there, all you need is a computer and a headset and a phone line, and you can start, you know, whatever you know about, you can start your own, you know, conversation. You can, people will, if you have a nice topic, people will come and listen to your show. I went from no listeners to uh, 11,000, so wow. I know it's possible for everybody, and I'm still growing every day. So, you mm-hmm. know, I think it's important for other people to know, especially women, that there is something that you can do. You should never feel like you can't do anything and you'd be stuck where you are because right. you know God puts these talents in every one of us we just have to sure. reach in there and pull it out you know yeah, that's what yeah. I that's that's, true. I got off the box now wow <laughs> that is alright so we definitely have to meet ladies definitely yes yes, yes. yes. so we just form stuff that's that's, that's that's what's good, you know. We got work mm-hmm. late. Girl power, girl power, girl power. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I even found some. I even found some young ladies that um, they're plus size women, and they created mm-hmm. a, a comic book of uh, superheroes that are plus size women. Wow. Wow. Have like that, and then they have a calendar of plus mm-hmm. size. Um, that it's doing very well for them. And then um, they're talking about doing a reality show about themselves mm-hmm. and they have their own business now. They're gorgeous, beautiful women. Yeah. And they want to, they, they said that, you know, they don't see anything talking about women in a positive light when they're overweight or if they're just full size. You know, they just have mm-hmm. the big loser and all that other stuff. So, right, 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 I, told, right. so I told them, you know, um, how about I help you? get some some voters like from the audiences and everything and all the people cool. I come across on the internet um mm-hmm. we'll put a poll together and see if who would like to see a show about their life and how they celebrate being a full-size woman and mm-hmm. showing women how to be healthy cuz just cuz you're full-size doesn't mean you have to be unhealthy and to mm-hmm. show that you know you're not made to be uh you know a little stick if you were born right. you know a little bit bigger than a stick, so we're going to work right. on something like that. So just to network with people and just to, you know, find ideas and build on those mm-hmm. ideas together, that is what it's all about as being women and being trailblazers because that's the whole topic. Right. Exactly. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. That, that is really That is so great. That's inspiring and empowering. That's yeah. great. Yeah, really I'm, I'm happy that you all were a part in opening doors for other women and, mm-hmm. and that you just put that little stopper in the door so it can stay open. And, yeah. you know, everybody mm-hmm. that, that listens to the show, and I actually upload my shows to my um, international pod host, and mm-hmm. I actually have about 6,000 listeners worldwide that wow. download shows from Asia, mm-hmm. India, Europe, UK, Africa, Russia, Germany. Uh-huh. So I will put, you know, this show up there tonight, and I bet you okay. we have a lot there tomorrow. Um, just, yeah. just download the show. That's that's a good thing that we share the word across mm-hmm. the entire world. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. That is so awesome. So I'll be looking out, and I'll be checking in um, onto your onto your show periodically. I will be checking in. Yeah, me too. I just 
Okay. I just well, was thinking you. of that. I could pass the word. And you said you're going to have it on tomorrow evening? Yes, it's on tomorrow at 8 o'clock. I'm having Freedom on. And um, okay. I have uh, another artist, on, a music artist on Friday. Now, next week I'm um, going to have, um, I believe Von Sway is going to be on there. So, oh, Von Sway, he was the same yeah. as Von too. Yes. Oh, now, let's talk okay. about him. Let's talk about him, too. How was he in, in that production? Oh, he's he's great to work with. Humble. He's, he's a sweetheart. Just down-to-earth, mm-hmm. humble. Good guy. I mean, I can't wait to work with him again. Awesome. <laughs> well, I'm going to be happy to be talking with him. Um, I've had a lot of music artists, but I'm actually going to be doing a um, my favorite 80s TV show series. So I'm getting a lot of um, TV show actors just to see what they're doing with themselves these days. Okay. Um um, now, of course, I'm going to miss a show, a, a, like an expo that's going on. You all remember the Jamie Summers, the bionic woman? Yeah. Yeah. Wagner. Well, she's going to be in, uh, uh, she's into spirituality and metaphysical, oh, wow. and she's into mm. natural health and all that. So they have mm-hmm. this expo going on the 22nd and the 23rd in Voorhees, New Jersey. Um mm-hmm. It's going to be over, I think, at the skate park or something over there uh, with Virtua. And she's going to be there on Sunday talking about, you know, her experiences, what she's been learning. I guess she took up some training or whatever after she got a, you know, TV or whatever. So mm-hmm. she was, of course, I'm going to have her on the show at some point as soon as I can catch up to her. I, I mm-hmm. wish I had known ahead of time she was going to be doing this event, but I'm going to get her on the show. But I'm I'm interested in finding out how people who are in um, the you know TV and film industry that are not like in the bright lights anymore, you know, they kind of mm-hmm. went off to do other things. I want to see how they are putting themselves back into the community and teaching people and doing some different things. So if you come across anybody that you know of, um, send them oh, to me so yeah. I can, you know, I can interview them on the show and, and let them promote whatever they're doing, even if they're not people who are in limelight. But if you, you know, you, you will know how they okay. are and they should be promoted. But feel free to send anybody to me. And yeah, I'll try to get you Lou I'll try to get you Lou uh Lou Myers that worked with us on Saving Children's Lives. The gentleman, Mr. Gaines from Different World. Mr. Gaines from Different World, right? <laughs> he's awesome. And I'll 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 get with Lynn and get that information over to you. Oh good, that'd be great. He has he has a lot of history of the industry and he you know, he worked with Debbie Allen on the, the, the ten roof what is it, the cat and I, I cat don't know. Ten roof. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he 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 he's somebody to talk to because that brother mm-hmm. is great. Is very. I was thinking of, um, I even thought of Debbie Allen because I wanted to talk about the dance thing with Fame. I mean, that was one of my favorite shows, but I really wanted to talk about her career because oh, um, yeah. her career is phenomenal. And, and I'm gonna get her mm-hmm. on. I just saw her on uh, Dancing with the Stars. Um, she put that big production together. And, and she's looking great, and I'm um, I'm just so proud of her. I, she always reminded me of my cousin. She looks mm-hmm. just like my cousin, and her personality wow. is the same. So that's why I really had like a a, a, a relative crush on her all these years. Mm-hmm. Like, I always yeah. wanted her to be my aunt, or <laughs> I, always wanted, yeah. Yeah. I always wanted Pam Greer to be my my aunt, and I always oh. wanted Elvis to be my aunt. You know, like my great aunt, <laughs> because they were that's such true. phenomenal women. You know, so well, you know, I would never get, get to touch with some of them, right? I got you. Huh? 
I think you probably can get, you know, like Pam Grier at the salon, Wendy Williams. Oh, yeah. She's well, not, you know um, what I mean? Those different people, that would cool. be a wonderful interview. This is actually wrote a book about her life, so I'm actually going to try to get yes, um, I heard about that. Yeah. Her. I just missed her, though. Yeah. She was right in Philadelphia two weeks ago, and I got an wow. invitation to come to hear her speak, but I didn't see it because I got 140,000 emails, so I didn't Ooh. get to look at it. And, and I saw it the day that she was already there with Patty oh. Jackson, so I missed it. But um, that's all right. I have a personal conversation with her, so my questions get answered, Um, you know, for each one. I can ask her, like, 20 questions. Everybody else said that show will only ask one. So I still get to stuff. I love her. And I just want to, you know, provide this as an outlet for anything that you would like to promote. And anytime mm-hmm. you have okay. contact me, um, if you, you know, I'll let you know when the Internet TV show is going to be up. It's called uh, Indie yeah, Stream TV. So it's all about independent production. So, mm-hmm. and okay. if you know anybody that needs some work as a host for some mm-hmm. of the original shows, and I'm also mm-hmm. involving the communities. So if you know any communities that want to put their communities on the map, we're going to ask them to send um, a video footage of what's going on in their community so we can put it on the website. So, okay. we, you know, we can break them. Even whether it's good or bad, you know, a lot of people want to say, well, we need to put more better schools in our community and this is what's going on. It brings a lot of light to some issues if people know individually right. what's going on. So, you know, if you know exactly. anybody, just forward them to me, and that will be something I can work on now. So, and don't forget okay, to go I'm to cool. Indiegogo. Don't forget to go to no, Indiegogo. No, I got it. I wrote it down. I'm getting ready to go on now. I just got to get off. But, yeah, I got it, okay. I got it written down right here. That's right. And, Catrice, I want to see you coming to Philly. Okay. Hey, I want to see you coming to Philly. <laughs> Mike Lemmy Casting and Film.org. Don't forget them because they're always filming. I know they just can't the whole case, but they got a lot of stuff out here. Who knows? We might be working on something together. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's it's a, an exciting thing to be creative and have, you know, um, something like film as a way to, to express yourself and to show mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of different other people's stories. So uh, right, I just right. want to say uh, I commend each and every one of you for what you do. And Thank you. Even though we're we're past the actual Mother's Day, it doesn't matter because yeah. we're mothers all the time, whether we have children or not. And That's right. I want to say Happy Mother's Day Thank to you. each one of you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> and I have three of them, though heathens, but <laughs> and a grandbaby. So, <laughs> but I just want to say Happy Mother's Day, and I want to, you know, see more of you and and just okay. promote you and and just you know celebrate you and any okay. other woman who's interested in getting involved. And what I'll do is send an email out to you about the women who dare to dream, so that okay. you can get part of it you can provide some more information to the women that are involved. And any any uh, organization, organization that um, you're working with that connects with women, especially incarcerated women or women who are no longer incarcerated, please okay. let me know who they are so that I can add them on to the list as well. Oh, I have somebody for you. Okay. Yeah, I got, I got somebody for you from Atlanta who's a spoken word artist incarcerated. She's, I'm going to get her information for you. Great. That's great because okay. I 
I promote yeah. independent artists, so that would be wonderful. Yeah. We do have a lot of spoken word artists. And then uh, I would love to have somebody um, consider uh, working with me on a project called Caramel Butterfly. Um, it's based on a, a girl who was well, not a girl, but a woman who's in a, a domestically abusing relationship, but she has this beautiful singing talent. She has wow. to pretty much go to um, an out-of-town church just so mm-hmm. she can sing because if her wow. husband knew about it, he beat her up. And wow. so she gets discovered at this church because of her beautiful voice, and the A&R person that discovers her talks her into coming back with them to um, New York, and they're actually wow. going to build her up as a star, so she has to kind of sort of sneak out away from her husband. So she's oh, away from her like husband. She's getting her, you know, her stardom and everything, but her husband finds out where she is, and he comes, he comes to get her. But meanwhile, during this experience, she's falling in love with um, the a Oh, so she's learned how to be loved. I love that yeah. love. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. We love that but love. We're going to talk about you know, that. Yeah, because <laughs> I want to tell you the end of the story. It's a, uh-huh. I like twists. So, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to share that with you another time. But uh, when you read the twist, you know, I'm telling you, you're going to be tearing up when you read the twist. We can about that. That, Zara, that, yeah. that, that, that sounds great. I would like to be a part of that project too. I know. Uh, even I would like to be a part of it, even if I'm an actress. Yes, <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I'll, yeah, be, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be the girl's sister. So. <laughs> I used to be her mama. Darryl, you have to be her mama. You okay, to be I'll be her mama. You don't want Darryl to be her mom. Darryl, Darryl oh, likes no, to slap people. No, no Darryl <laughs> likes to slap people. You don't want Darryl to be. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl was my mama and she slapped the heck out of me, honey. <laughs> I'm well, messing I'm, with you, Daryl. Oh, my God. That, that was ball. such a rush. I want to get know. that on the ball. That is something that's close to me, and I just need to find people who would be interested in bringing it to life that know about that type of subject. It's just a, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out here that are um, pretty much blocked because of, you know, domestic abuse and people just taking away their self-esteem. So, um, right, right, I'll right. right. You all. We'll talk about it when we meet in New okay. York. And then oh, definitely. So now we have like two minutes left in the show, and okay. I just want to uh, say thank you again for um, coming in and being on the show. You're all welcome to come back at any thank time. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm on seven you. days a <laughs> Seven days on, a week? Yes, I'm on seven days a week right now. You're on seven days week. a week? Yes. Woo. Two days. Well, you're working hard. Lynn got some people. I don't know about next month. It might be like down to three, but um, I don't know because if I get all mm. these people, we're working on Johnny Depp, so I want to see if you I can get him in here. You can get mm. him. Down get him. I can get Johnny, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Well, I like that. Yeah, I, I like him. Jack I do too. Farrell. He's an excellent actor. <laughs> He yeah, is. he's phenomenal. I love him. Yeah, he is. Well, he I have I have a special way that I'm going to attract him. I'm going to get a um, petition from his fans, and I'm going to have it sent to him so that he uh-huh. can see. I'm going to talk to him on my show, and wow. I'm going to tell him exactly what I want to talk about. Uh, we don't go into any kind of controversy or gossip. We just talk to the person first. So right. That's the right. plan. 
That is the right. plan. Right. That's beautiful. You're going to make it happen, too. That's why I'm willing it. I'm throwing it out in the universe, and, you know, I'm going to put God on top of it. And it's like, just claim it. Just claim it. It's yours. That's right. Well, I'll I'll get all my information to you, ladies. um, Okay. Please do that. Thank you. Thanks again for being here. And and I want to see you all again within the next 30 days. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, that's the plan. All right. You all have a great night and a great week. Okay, you you too. Take care. Good night, everybody. All right, good night. Bye-bye. Good night. And I want to thank all of my audience and everybody listening to the show. Thank you so much for being here and listening to our beautiful guests. And if you are interested in being on the show yourself, please feel free to email me at mznindyradio at gmail.com. And you can also visit my website at www.wmz, like zebra, nindyradio.ning.com. You can check out all the music artists and all of our shows. So have a great night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow with Freedom Williams.